It's DTS-157, and do we have a show for you today. A month full of information from IGN, what we should expect in the beta, what we should not expect, and some fantastic news about Destiny 2 progression. All that and more, coming up. You're listening to Destiny The Show. What's good, everybody, and welcome back to Destiny the Show, the Destiny news podcast that keeps you the guardian ahead of the curve in the world of Destiny. My name is BBK Dragoon, and joining me as always is my fantastic co-host, Ditte. What's up, dude? Hey, man. Doing well. Finally, we got some nice videos here from IGN, talking about Destiny 2, of course, and some really nice communication from the devs of the game. And uh, in other news, I'm just uh, planning, mentally preparing dinner in my head you know i've been cooking a lot this week we had stir fry earlier this week with like locally grown bell peppers and such and then today since uh, there was that binging with babish video this last couple weeks or so about smash burgers i'm going to make smash burgers here today for dinner and it's going to be fantastic so i'm really excited about what, that. what is a smash burger uh basically uh you make a meatball with hamburger meat and then on like a really hot skillet he specifically says cast iron yeah um, you uh you place it on when it's really hot and then you smash it down oh. uh with your with your spatula and it just like flattens out to the hamburger style and it's uh, uh it's really cool oh my gosh that sounds delicious i hope i'm going to be able to see that on your twitter at diddy dts sometime later today that's correct yes <laughs> well you mentioned some really good news coming from Bungie, and I think this week is the week that I sort of turn a corner. I have been getting more nervous and concerned about Destiny 2 over the last, let's say, four or five weeks, right? We've been like, no private matches, no ranked at launch, no <laughs> random perks on weapons. However, this last week, some phenomenal interviews and information coming out from IGN, who's doing an entire month of coverage on Destiny 2. And I got to tell you, man, my concerns are turning back into enthusiasm. There are some very good things being conveyed by Luke Smith and Mark Noseworthy, and we're going to cover that in today's program. We're also going to talk about what you can expect in the beta, what you cannot expect, and we'll be going through a lot of that IGN information. They showed off the farm, the new social space. They talked about Bungie's vision for Destiny 2, and we're always, well, not always, but we're going to talk about locked loadouts, which is a new thing coming in Destiny 2, where Diddy, some activities, what you start with, is the only thing you're allowed to use. It's gonna create some really interesting opportunities for players, so let's dive into the news. News! All right, Diddy, so this last week was a Bungie Day. Break it down for me. So, of course, not anything major for Bungie Day because they're busy working on getting the beta ready for everything, but they did drop a ton of great wallpapers, really high-res artist, renditions of spaces in destiny they have uh, 4k resolution desktop and mobile as well uh, actually one or two ultra wide as well so i'll be able to use that on one of my monitors um, but just really fantastic really good looking artwork that you can put on your desktop as you play destiny 2 on the pc and it's oh my god it looks looks incredible the colors are so good i mean it looks way better than destiny 1 right now 
Mm-hmm. You were talking about the colors in some of the shots that we saw, saw of the farm. It looks really bright and saturated, kind of the way that House of Wolves era of Destiny looked. Mm-hmm. Each of the yep. different expansions have had their own unique visual look, and I my favorite is House of Wolves, just bright, popping colors like Halo 3. As well as some artwork, they also did uh, something for cosplayers as well. They have you know costume renditions of different characters in Destiny, like uh, the Titan, the Hunter, and the Warlock as well. So really great things to see, you know, providing that type of stuff to the community. Bungie Day is kind of just a celebration of the community and not necessarily the developers of the game. So they wanted to provide that to us as well. And they did indeed. We also got in this week at Bungie what we can expect in the beta. We sort of already knew about this, Diddy, but break it down for me. There was one surprise in there about the farm too. Yeah, so uh, basically we, we've heard before that we're basically getting the E3 experience. So things you should expect in the beta. Homecoming, which is that first story mission of the tower falling. And we're also getting Countdown as well, the new Crucible mode, uh, where you uh, attack or defend certain areas, points of interest on the map. And uh, it's actually going to be on the new map that's specifically tailored to the game mode Countdown. So at least one new Crucible map there in the beta. They'll also have control for the Crucible as well, so that's going to be 4v4 control, don't forget, because they are bringing everything 4v4 at least at launch. And uh, that will also be on another new map built for that game mode in mind. So again, a new map, so that's two maps there in the beta so far. The Inverted Spire, which is of course the strike that we have seen footage of. And uh, they say it's the strike at the heart of the Vex stronghold. Bring two willing allies or let matchmaking introduce you to a fire team of guardians. So you can go in solo and be matchmade or you can bring your group in as well. New subclasses will be available to play. Uh, the new fighting style for each class will be at the ready. You can choose from Dawnblade Warlock, Sentinel Titan, and the Arcstrider Hunter. Of course, the, the pole dancer. <laughs> and uh the the farm this is the kind of surprise that we saw for one hour on sunday july 23rd that is when they are opening up the farm which is the new social space in destiny so very similar to destiny one's uh opening of the moon for a few hours on that one day during the beta they're doing a similar thing as well not as exciting as an explorable space like the moon but uh, they are allowing us to see the social space there. Indeed, and that's starting 10 a.m. Pacific time on Sunday, July 23rd. The beta, the PlayStation 4 uh, closed beta begins on July 18th, and I think Xbox One begins the next day, and then the open beta begins, is it the 21st or the 20th? Yeah, just a few days later for that one weekend. Yep, for that one weekend. And... uh, Again, they still don't have the PC date yet. It is still set for August, so we're expecting a late August there. Mm-hmm. Now, we should not expect clan support. Uh, clans will be supported in Destiny 2, but those features will not be a part of this beta build. There will not be character progression in the beta, and it will not represent how our characters will evolve in Destiny 2. You're going to get rewards from defeating the enemies, but it's not going to be indicative of the final progression system in Destiny 2. And finally, character continuity. Destiny 2 is a fresh start. Nothing that Bungie does in the beta will carry over to the final version of the game on September 6th. Or I guess not Bungie, but us, the players. So you need to understand that you probably will get an emblem for playing in the beta <laughs> like we did with Destiny 1, yes, but that's it. definitely like that, will. Yep. 
that's that's probably going to be it and the progression system is not dialed yet they are still finalizing what that's going to be and look like diddy i'm freaking hyped we are so close <laughs> yeah and so in terms of progression so uh, that's going to and for them saying that all the new subclasses will be available it's just going to be like your level 20 everything's unlocked so people you played the uh the original destiny beta you started at level three and you went to level eight or something like that you actually had to unlock abilities that's not going to be the case this time everything should be available all the time as soon as you log in and choose that subclass yep i'm really happy they're bringing in control because this is the new updated control that ign yes. got the chance to play it's also a new map that's focused directly on that countdown is what we saw from the e3 uh build as well as the d2 reveal uh, and that is basically like a search and destroy style game mode. Limited respawn, or I guess no respawn. I guess you can be revived. And I'm hyped. I'm very, very hyped. But Diddy, let's pivot here to the IGN first. This is a month of coverage of all things Destiny 2, all centered around what's coming, feedback, and a place that is uh, for Bungie to sort of show off and, and style their game out to the rest of the world. So far, we've had three pieces of content built by it. We've seen the new social space, the farm, which we're going to talk about. We've got a short Vidoc, essentially, called Bungie's Vision for Destiny 2, which is extremely encouraging, and an article about their first impressions, there being IGN, of the new stuff that they got to play and see, not from the reveals, in a special environment just for the IGN folks. And I'm going to give you just a breakdown for the rest of the month. You're going to have some PvP reveals happening on July 10th and the 13th. Uh, right after that, on the 11th and the 12th, you're going to get a look at the story, a day that's looking at the Sentinel Titan. On the 14th, the Sounds of Destiny 2, so we're going to look at audio design. Yes. The beta goes live on the 18th. July 19th, a closer look at combatants, which I guess is uh, breaking down the enemy types and how they're different. July 20th is about peripherals, which I guess I don't know what that is. Are they PC, talking about... keyboard, and mouse from Razer? Yeah, or are they talking about things on the edges, like the peripheral of our vision, Diddy? Things that we might not have thought about. Because I can't imagine an entire day where they're, oh, yeah, you're right. It's the Razor stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right. I didn't think I got like halfway through that sentence. I was like, it's a problem. And uh, I guess like Destiny 2 themed consoles and controllers and things like that. I forget. That's, that yeah. Can, they'll be those are considered yeah. peripherals as well. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good point. July 21st, localization. I don't know. I mean, maybe they're going to talk. If you guys have never heard the Japanese shacks, you are missing out. You need to go YouTube it right now. It is amazing. I wish we could select. Maybe on the PC version, Diddy, we're going to be able to select the different Ooh. voice packs. Probably. Ooh, or maybe at least you can mod the system files that allow you and to get permaban from Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's worth it, right? Well, It's worth it to have Japanese shacks shout at you at least once. In StarCraft 2, you can use the Korean uh, text or the uh, sounds. I did that. Then you feel cool. Nice. You're like, man, I'm mining so much better. <laughs> uh, July 24th, the destination explored. More PvP reveals. Creating an exotic is the 26th. And then on July 28th, ask Bungie anything. So that is what's coming down the pipeline. Diddy, let's start with their article, First Impressions, the old, the new, the revamped. This is by Destin Legare of IGN. And I just went through the article and highlighted some of the notes. He first pointed out that they made huge attention to detail in the visual effects, right? The rain, the explosions, all the small visual details that were hard to see on the stream, he says, in person is just breathtaking. What else did he notice? So uh, there's going to be a larger goal uh, for... There is a larger goal there in Destiny 2 for the sequel to improve on the story. They really emphasize this point that, you know, Destiny 1, they kind of struggled to present the really great story, and they are really focusing on 
making that a really good part of this release. Mm -hmm. They're also mentioning that uh, the homecoming mission, uh, on that point, they're mentioning that the homecoming mission uh, did enough to kind of quell any concerns for what they had about the narrative. So the the intro story mission is basically laying a very good foundation for a very relatable foundation, you know, in terms of the characters and what the story of Destiny 2 is really about. Really driving that home, and it's it. they basically said that it hits the nail on the head. This is the bad guy. This is the my purpose for Destiny 2. Yeah, and you'll find pieces of lore peppered throughout the world in between, like, quests told through NPCs. Um, and I quote here, For example, while exploring Nessus, we were given a side quest from Failsafe to locate recordings left behind by early explorers. These describe their struggles after a crash landing and give us a peek at the early struggles humanity endured in Destiny as they ventured out into the unknown. It was a fantastic example of how Bungie is blending the narrative into the world instead of through grimoire cards to be deciphered from your mobile app or website, end quote. Diddy, that reminds me a lot. You played some Horizon Zero Dawn. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Those audio logs that are spread throughout the world, I'm yes. seeing more and more games do this where instead of having you read a big page or a document you just pick up off the ground, it starts playing this well-voice-acted audio log as you're still exploring and doing the mission. I get that sense here. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to agree there. It definitely gives me a Halo 3 ODST vibe as well. Yeah. Like you said, those audio logs were there as well. Those That's the, that's the audio log system that I really think back to when I hear this kind of thing. And it just makes so much more sense than the Grimoire cards, right? They, Mark Noseworthy, he mentioned, yeah, there's a really devoted destiny lore community and they've read all the grimoire cards but now we're going to introduce it we're going to expose more people to that by putting it actually in the game and that's like well yeah duh that's awesome that's it's finally here audio logs yes please i want to hear cade six just shouting at different <laughs> enemies just uh man i'm trying to drink over here in the bar and you're just shooting things at me i think that would be awesome to hear that would indeed Flashpoints, we already know about them, we've talked about them. They offer Nightfall tier rewards. They're a new reason to go to a planet and attack an enemy. And they have a similar style of thing they talked about or just briefly mentioned called Call to Arms. And this is a PvP sort of version of a Flashpoint. No word on the rewards or how it's going to work out. One of the things that Destin pointed out was huge and something that Destiny players should be very excited and aware of is the new Milestone Systems, or System. Milestones are how you track your main goals and destiny, accessible through the map. It is all about making progression clearer and that sense of progression more cemented. So milestones I sort of see as a blending of our record books, but integrated into the map itself. When they talked about the milestone system in the Bungie Vision for Destiny 2 video, Diddy, it was all about the map, the map showing you where you should go and what you can expect to get for doing this activity. We think you should do this node, you don't have to, but the milestone system is all about making progression clearer. And I love this because Record Book was a big step in the right direction. If this is the next iteration or evolution of that, I think we all have reasons to be excited, don't we? Yeah, I definitely agree. They said in one of the Vidocs that if it's on your map, it's the next thing for you to do, right? It, not necessarily in that direct straight path, that straight line of that particular main quest you're doing, but if it's on the map, you can go do it and it you know, progresses you as a character and it uh, is another milestone addition to that, to that progression system. And 
I'm going to agree with you there. The record book was a great step in the right direction, but if this is the, you know, graduated version of that, that's going to be that's going to be really good. Yep. There will be a light system, but no details yet. Bungie is still working on this. Engrams will drop, but again, Bungie was very, very vague on how this will all operate. Uh, the social space that we got to see off uh, in a video this week is called The Farm. Uh, it's one of the social spaces. You can clearly see that it will fill with new NPCs over time as the story progresses. Diddy, there is the soccer ball and a scored field <laughs> that you can go and hang out at and, and try and, I don't know, be the best soccer player in your fire team as you're waiting for that one guy to finish making his <laughs> quesadilla. I wonder if there's a milestone for the uh, soccer goals scored. That'd be funny. Oh. I bet leaderboard soccer ball tournament. There might be a third-party <laughs> soccer tournament ladder. Who knows? Mini events uh, will occur that allow you to get special visual effects items that will let you customize your guardian and let it stand out. The farm can hold 26 players at once. This is 10 more than the social spaces of Destiny 1. So let's read into this a little bit further, Diddy. Not only will the social spaces be a more happening place, but perhaps we will see more people in our patrols and out in the world we're exploring this time. That would be fantastic. Yep, I definitely agree there. <laughs> uh, in terms of the networking that we've heard about, they're improving that as well. Uh, but the way it worked in Destiny 1, you know, obviously the patrol areas were a little bit smaller than the social spaces, but increasing that cap in the social space is very encouraging, like you said. And it gives us the opportunity to add more into the social space. Like, we have three social spaces right now, obviously, for their, their own reasons in Destiny 1. But uh, seeing a new social space, only one this time around, let's see if they incorporate a lot of other characters into that one space as well. Yep. To wrap up the article, the new control PvP mode feels much faster paced, yet somewhat similar. On July 25th, IGN will talk about a new PvP mode, that had the IGN crew smiling from ear to ear, says Destin. Nice. And to wrap things off, Destin had concerns about Destiny 2 feeling too samey. And all those concerns were squashed, quelled, after they spent time with the game. Destin said the new systems, the clear progression paths, the new milestones, the lore in-game, the PvP revamp, it's all coming together to create something they're very encouraged about and think players should be as well. And along those encouraging lines, Diddy, the Bungie's vision for Destiny 2 video. It's going to be on our website, destinytheshow.com. Everybody should go watch it. This is classic Bungie Vidoc hype. This is the type of stuff that gets me very excited. Mark Noseworthy and Luke Smith in this video said they had two clear paths that they could go with for Destiny 2. They could keep doing Taken King-style expansions moving forward. Or path B, the path that they took is that any time a game with a number on it is released, it offers an opportunity to bring new players into the world. And that right there, Diddy, is why they did not do Destiny, Gaul's <laughs> anger. This is why they put a number yeah. on it. They wanted it to be a symbolic fresh start, you know? Yeah, and hearing that explanation, it's like, okay, I still don't like the numbers, but I get what you mean, so it, it kind of makes sense to me now. Yeah, I think it's more a philosophical pathway rather than just the yep. naming of it. I, th I think it really represents more of this is our opportunity to bring new players into the world. And that's what we want to hear. We've complained about the reveal and about E3 really only appealing to players like you and I. 
or people already familiar with the Destiny world. But this video really emphasized their desire to grow the world and get more people in here. They wanted to create a game that is sticky, where routines can be formed. It can replace like Poker Night or Golf Night, Luke Smith talked about. It just it creates reasons for players to come together and play the game each week. Uh, th those are the key elements that they really wanted to preserve with Destiny 2. Uh, now, Diddy, about the story, again, they emphasize that they want to get it right. What did, what did they really sort of, I guess, mention here? It's a little bit like what we just talked about, but your take. They they wanted the character characters to be more relatable, right? They they actually gave Zavala, Ikora, and Cade backstory, more lines. Like, when we think about Destiny 1's NPCs, right, those characters I just listed off are just NPCs in the tower, right? Sometimes give you story missions. The stranger, right, is to us just like a random character in the story. There's going to be more meaningful people there, you know, actually get to interact with them a little bit better, have more story back and forth. Like House of Wolves, the interaction between Petra and the Queen, it was better, right? We yep. mentioned yep. that a couple of years ago when it launched. It was better, right? Better than vanilla. But, you know, moving towards that direction, making it a little bit better, more relatable characters as well more epic moments that you can talk about in the game, right? Like, oh man, I just, man, you should have been there last night. Me and John over here, we were, we were at this flashpoint and then this, this public event started as well and we just started destroying everything with our dawn blades or whatever. More epic moments like that you can talk about uh, but with your friends and uh, something that you can really dive into and sink your teeth into as well. Really grab a hold of, you know, I'm a flashpoint person, right? I'm going to go out in the patrol and I'm going to help everybody as much as I want all the time. That's going to be my thing. And you can do that because they're going to give you those opportunities. Yep. They want to give that universe a real sense of progression. Okay, so not just the player, but the universe itself is going to evolve and change and progress over time. The music that was playing in the background, Diddy, I thought was incredible. It reminded me way more of Halo and the early Destiny yes. days than sort of our Rise of Iron Taken King style marches. I mean, there's a, a lot of people in the Destiny community who appreciated the early Destiny 1 music. I mean, look at Age of Triumph bringing back the classic Orbit music, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was a blast from the past. That was really awesome. It's more space opera-y instead of marchy, like you said. Yeah. Now, again, emphasized here in the Vidoc, like the reveal, they want to unhide the fun. They want to make it more clear and simple to figure out what you should do. And they are investing in suggesting activities to you and showing what you can do. Um, you don't have to do it, like you mentioned earlier, Diddy, but we think you would like it. Luke Smith went on to say for the hardcore community, they have made Destiny 2 a much tougher game. And some of the activities you will be loadout locked from the beginning. This yes. got me hyped on two levels, Diddy. First of all, addressing the hardcore community and saying it's going to be harder for you players. I really appreciate that mentioning um, because you get this recipe of them saying over and over again how they want to bring new players in and grow the community. And the really hardcore players, they might start thinking, uh oh, is this going to be too casual? Is this going to be the game getting easier? No, that's not what they have said right here. And loadout locked from the beginning, Diddy, in PBE, that is something I really like to see because that means your sniper dude is your sniper dude for the whole raid. Your HMG guy, or I guess not, but like if you're taking your sword in to be a troll, you're going to be using that troll weapon the whole time. Yeah, I, I absolutely love that because it forces people into a more specialized role. Like you said, the sniper yep. guy or the shotgun guy or whatever, the fusion rifle guy, because that's a power weapon now. And th when I saw that, I'm like, 
man, I'm going to have to be able to, what did I think? It was like, yes, now I have an excuse to use when people are asking me, why are you using a hand cannon? Well, because I couldn't change, sorry. But uh, secretly, I'm like, yeah, suck it. I'm using my hand cannon. <laughs> oh, man. It just adds another layer of strategy. And that's the kind of information that I think the regular players like you and I are hungry for over these re- like reveals the last couple of months. I'm going to quote here from Luke Smith in the video. He says, I think there is a thing that made Destiny 1 hard to enjoy. And I will summarize it really simply. A lack of progress. Why am I doing this? Does it matter? And is it going somewhere? We didn't do a great job of answering those questions holistically. You want the game to feel like you're playing, has a sense of progression. The other side of the progress work here has been the investment progression. We have had multiple different versions of the investment game in Destiny. Like, how do we reward players for playing? I think we, again, in TTK, started to turn the ship and get it into a better place for the franchise. And I think in Destiny 2... It's going to be our next take on that. Now, that quote, Diddy, is twofold. The reason I threw it in here, number one, it's a really great acknowledgement of a huge concern of most Destiny 1 players. Progression was not optimal. Even throughout all of its different iterations, it was not optimal. And the second part I throw in there is he references the Taken King sort of title update to progression, which I think you and I both can agree was really good. One-to-one infusion was quite good, although I think it allowed us to burn through content a little bit too quickly. What do you think about sort of the first half of it saying, hey, we didn't really do a great job in Destiny 1 of this, and then B, the direction that they're taking Destiny 2 progression or the way it sounds? I mean, the first step to fixing a problem is admitting there is one, right? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much what they're doing here with Destiny 2. They're like, okay, this was a problem because... If we think back, let's think of how many times they had to rework like the light leveling system, just the progression, the base progression system, right? It was, it was totally different from vanilla to uh, the dark below to House of Wolves. Like you remember, uh, what was it, um, ascendant energy or no, not yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it was like the shard culture, shard culture, and the the House of Wolves introduction that uh, light item that uh you know etheric light etheric light yes yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. it brought those like what 160 damage weapons up to 365 or something it's like yeah i want to choose this to to continue to to be with me for the rest of the, the house of wolves era and it was just like it was very jarring because it was changes every single expansion and it was not great in terms of progression now like he said and like you said with the taken king the infusion being what it is today, finally getting to that spot. I think it's actually very good. Yeah. Of course, we don't know if that's staying in Destiny 2, but if it's, it's very similar to what we talked about earlier about the step in the right direction in terms of uh, what the story was. If the progression system is, you know, basing off of vanilla to Taken King, the next step of that, I think, is going to be in the right direction as well. And they really, like I said, they admitted they had a problem and they wanted to fix it. So whenever a developer or just any company looks at their business model and says, yeah, our customers are not happy because of this thing. What can we do to fix it instead of, well, it's going to be too difficult to fix it. So let's move on to the next project. Yeah, that's that's not happening this time. They said this is a problem. Let's see how to fix it. 
and let's uh let's do this yep overall i'm really encouraged about it i want to close the sort of the video with luke smith saying that there's a lot in the game that he does not want to talk about he wants the players to experience it for themselves yes. and i agree so much with that a lot of the specialness of destiny one okay vanilla through house of wolves was the discovery, was learning how the systems worked for ourselves? was the community racing for answers, the data mining, the whole thing. That was fun. And so while I've been somewhat discouraged Eddie, the last three or four weeks, this has turned the ship around for me. They're talking about a lot of stuff that matters to me as a Destiny player and resonates with myself and I imagine a lot of other players with the community. Now I'm going to close this off also by saying actions speak louder than words and we're all going to get the chance to experience that come launch I, I say launch because yes. the beta is not <laughs> our chance to really experience the progression system we're really just going to get a taste of the new way that the gameplay feels that's the beta you know yeah exactly and i think it's about time that we had this sort of fresh start as well because if we think about it yeah the vanilla through house of wolves was all about the discovery right mm -hmm. but now we're three years into destiny's life cycle and we know everything but like I'm specifically talking about you or I, right? But a lot of the content creators as well. Yeah. Um, they we know everything about the game, right? And that's why we've you know been very critical of these things that they've been releasing about yeah. Destiny Two because we know how it works. There's not much discovery for us anymore. But now with Destiny Two coming into the picture, I think we need to kind of reset our mentality and be like. This is something new. Let's get that discovery again instead of going, oh, yeah, but in Destiny 1, it was like this. Let's not worry yeah. about that. Let's just move ahead instead of uh, looking behind. Excellent. On that note, Diddy, where can people find your content? Twitter.com slash Diddy, D-T-S, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S, and YouTube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Excellent. You guys can find all the links from today and more at DestinyTheShow.com. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DestinyTheShow. All of our shows get tweeted out through there and little announcements and polls, fun stuff like that. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at BBKDragoon. Thanks very much for listening. Have an awesome week, and we'll check in with you next time.